Exit 52 podcast instant analysis time. Oh boy. After a 16-13 Steelers win over the Ravens, game-winning touchdown drive led by the legendary Kenny Pickett at M&T Bank Stadium um, in an old-school smash mouth, run the ball, poor quarterback play, good defense for the most part. Lots of field goals. Either of these teams is going to need Ravens to close it out or the Steelers to win, and the Steelers did it. Uh, the Ravens fall to 10-6. and six. They can still win the division, but they need the Bengals to lose to the Bills on Monday Night Football tomorrow. Um, and, and overall, before I think we get into the micro level, normally I would throw this. On like a macro level, There's I don't know if there's really anything more to say about this team after the last four or five weeks, I feel like we said the same thing. This team's not doing anything in the playoffs. Like, there's not. They can't score. They cannot score. Play very good defense. They have no weapons on the outside. I mean, it's just the same thing. They play the same game every single solitary week. And unless Lamar Jackson comes back and allows them to get that dimension, I don't really see what they're doing. So that on a macro level, on a micro level, this was brutal to not knock the Steelers out of the playoffs in a game that the Ravens were ahead in the entire, really, the, for most of the game. Um, but it's just tough to watch offensively. And Banks, I thought that you tweeted it at some point during the game. Like people were starting to rip Greg Roman for not throwing. What, what, what passing game do you want him to use? I don't know. Is Bill Walsh creating a good passing game out of the people that are in this passing game? Like it's Tyler Huntley, Sammy Watkins, Deshaun Jackson, Marcus Robinson, um, Freaking Mark Andrews, Isaiah, like, there's just no, I mean, there's just nobody. There's like, what are we talking about? Like, this is insane what's going on with that. That storyline's insane, but whatever. Takes, Banks, go ahead. Uh, takes. I mean, you started the show off exactly what I was thinking. Like, we started to bring, like, load the show or start to hit the record. And I'm like, I took a second. I'm like, what do I even say about this? Like, what do I say about this game? It's the same fucking game every week. It's just a matter. It's like, it's just a matter of whether we fall on the right side of it or not. And we know who this team is. It's just, they're just not, they're not particularly good. I'm not going to call them bad. I mean, we've seen some bad football teams, but they're just not scaring anybody. Obviously Lamar's the, the, the one saving grace that you could potentially have, but there's not a lot of hope there that one, he's even going to get out there at some point, And two, that that's actually going to make all that big a difference. But anyways, the Greg Roman thing, it's just you can't – the offense is failing miserably. So it's like whatever they do, they're going to fail at it. And then people are going to be mad at them for failing at that particular way. So it's like, yeah, for weeks it was like, why aren't we running the ball more? Why aren't we running the ball more? And then I just keep hearing that on and on and on on Twitter. And then it's like, oh, we're running the ball, but we run these jet sweeps. We're running like these hokey plays out to the outside. We're running this, whatever. Then we get to a spot here in the fourth quarter where it's like, okay, we need the type of drive we had in Pittsburgh to close them out, which was a masterpiece, by the way. You got to give them credit for that. We tried to run the ball in a similar manner between the tackles. Couldn't do it. So sometimes sometimes plays work. Sometimes they don't. I mean, I don't want to like sit here and defend anything that the offense has done because it's been atrocious. It's been a joke. But just the things that people choose to nitpick instead of just calling it what it is. It's just a team like a defense or an offense rather that just 
doesn't have the personnel. They just don't have the juice. They just don't have it. The offensive line is there. They've got some pieces there. There were some injuries that were kind of, uh, you know, making like Morgan Moses was in and out tonight. Um, you know, we've had some turnover at least like across the season at times, but other than the offensive line and the running backs, like what do we have? We got nothing. So what do you expect us to do? Like Huntley makes a throw there at the end and it's like, ugh, that throw, but it's like, what else is he supposed to do? And they gave us like, we're second and 20 people are ripping Mark, like uh, Huntley for throwing those balls across the middle, but like second and 20, you have to take the 15 yards to give yourself at least a chance to move the sticks and keep the game alive. And here's the ultimate problem. There's no one for him to throw on the outside of the hash marks. There's no players to throw to. There's no guys that are getting open in those spots. So you already have a a quarterback that's limited. This is also not me defending Greg Roman. It's just like the team, the offense is just not good. Like there's just nobody that would come in there. People are mad because obviously, you know, Justice Hill has his moment, takes the ball down to the 40, great return. And it's like, okay, you're set up here with great field position. All you need to do is get five or six yards or 10 yards and have Justin Tucker kick a field goal. And maybe that closes out the game. Fair enough. But like, it doesn't matter where this offense is on the field. They're bad everywhere on the field. So it's not some shocker that just whatever the play calling was or the personnel was or how guys executed. It's not a shocker that they went backwards. They're not good. It's why they're yeah. scoring like 16 points a game. So I get the frustration of that, but maybe it's just I have look at it a different perspective because I just am not going to get frustrated about things that I've seen over and over and over because that's just the reality of the situation. So like why even get mad when it I mean it just it the, the personnel's not changing it right now in week 17. The coordinators aren't changing. It, the, the only thing that's changing is if Lamar Jackson comes back and he seems you know, just chilling on the sideline. Maybe he will come back. Maybe he won't. I don't even feel like talking about it. Like that's specifically Tyler Huntley. I think there was a little bit of a mirage. Like last year he came in and had some really nice games, was able to throw it. I think we're kind of seeing him regress back to the mean. And to make a guy like him any better, you need guys on the outside that are okay. And he has nobody like, Chris Collinsworth during the game is doing this like sell job of Deshaun Jackson. He's like 36 <laughs> years old. Like he's not going <laughs> over the top on Pittsburgh and Tyler Huntley's throwing like a, a 40 yard ball to him in the air. That's just that play. He was like, you got to watch out for that. Game. That hasn't happened since he's gotten here. The Ravens haven't even thrown that ball to him. And even if they have or set it up, he's either not getting open or Tyler Huntley can't deliver the ball. Jacksonville. They did it. Jacksonville. Lamar. Threw that was Lamar though. Right. right? Yeah, that was Lamar. That was Lamar. That's not Huntley. That, but that's what I'm saying. Like the pieces just aren't in place for any. That's true. For any of those things to happen, though, like if Lamar's in the game, fair enough. Like, oh man, you know, Lamar can just flip it out there for you know 60 yards to the shot. Like Tyler Huntley's not that guy. Collinsworth, after I bashed him, did a great job breaking it down in like the middle of the first quarter, where he said, in this passing game, Tyler Huntley looks at one receiver. If that guy's not open, he essentially tucks it. Like, and that's exactly what happens every single time. So mm-hmm. to expect this guy to like, you know, lead some award-winning offense, it's just this is why this this is hard to talk about every week because as you said, Banks, like there's just nothing that's changing. It's just the same team, and it's frustrating because defensively they're very, very good. And but they had the ability to win the game tonight, and they didn't. I get it. It's hard to win each week when the offense is not scoring 20. So, you know, they did a great job keeping the Sears out of the end zone, but they, you know, 
eventually they just can't get home. And I'll go this defensively. They can't get home when the time matters. Like these pass rushers don't get home. They don't like Jason Pierre Paul make a play. Had him. I can't think he made a great catch. You have to, I mean, you have to do it. You just got to get it done. I I don't know. It's it's just, I was like sitting there as they, you know, the Steelers went ahead and I was like, what are we even talking about after the, it's just, just it's just a flip of the coin every week. Same game. As you said, Banks, if they fall on the right side of it, we come on here and we're like, ah, grinded it out. There's a win. If they come on the wrong side of ah, same team. What, what, like, just give us the download. You don't even need to listen. Like, just don't even listen. Just give us the number. Don't listen. It's the same podcast. Like, I don't even know what to say anymore. It, it, like I mean, yeah, like you've said it. It's the same. Looking at the box score every week, it's like, all right, well, J.K. Dobbins, awesome, five and a half yards of carry, ninety-three yards. Like he looked, he looked really good at times. Gus Edwards was not just not a factor tonight, but again, that it kind of negates it because Dobbins was so good. And then you look at the receiving, and it's just Andrews finally had a good game, nine for a hundred. Um, he looked, he looked really good tonight. Nine catches on nine targets, likely had three catches on five. And then it's just Josh Oliver had a target. And then it's Deshaun Jackson, one catch, nine yards. Demarcus Robinson, one catch, nine yards. Four targets to wide receivers, 15 to tight ends. Yeah. And and like you said, I mean, that it doesn't matter if Lamar is in the game or not. You're not going to win a playoff game like that. Like you're not going to you're not going to make a statement win just with an offense like that. It just can't happen. Not in the playoffs, not against not against these caliber teams where you need firepower to keep up with. And if Deshaun Jackson and Demarcus Robinson and Andy Isabella is doing jet sweeps and stuff like that. That's good luck. Who cares? Like, Stop. I, the, luck. The, 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 the Twitter stuff, this stuff is ridiculous. Like Andy Isabella, so unbelievable job to get to that level. An amazing athlete, as all of these guys are. But like my guy, like they don't have they don't have the personnel offensively. To do anything against teams that are good, and that's where you get to in the playoffs. And so, like, what the Steelers are playing a six-two front, like a six-two. They're just stacking everybody up on the line of scrimmage and daring the Ravens to throw. The Ravens couldn't throw. Like, yeah, there, and everyone's like, like a- "Why is Greg Roman throwing?" Well, you want him to run it every time before drafted guy out of Utah that you only have as your backup because he fits the system. And I love, I really love Tyler Huntley. He, he, you know, he's done a lot of good things. He's a perfect backup, but like, he's not, you know, it just sucks. It sucks to lose this game. It sucks to lose it at home. It sucks to hear the reports that there's like tons of Steelers fans in there. Like, what are we doing on that standpoint? It sucks that you couldn't knock out Mike Tomlin and give him a losing record and do all the things that Ravens fan want you to do. But you know, whatever I, 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 you know, it's a, it's a, it's a problem with it. It's just the team is just not uh, not a great team. It's just not. So I don't think that the offense is even constructed to throw outside when it needs to, and we've known that for a long time. But I think it goes a lot deeper, and I don't know how much this has been discussed, but I have reason to believe that Eric DeCosta won't even go out and get or draft certain receivers because he can't get him in the offense can't get Lamar Jackson to throw outside, and that goes. Like once you've got an offense that that's dead set on what it can and can't do or what its quarterback will or won't do, like you start to build the personnel around that. And then you find yourself in situations where you just can't do anything with it. And that's, that's kind of where we're at, where we've got like an offense that's tailored to try to make the most out of a, an awesome skill set of one guy, but then you've got this watered down, you know, 
just tiny shell of the same type of player and it's just not the same and they just can't do anything. So just certain plays tonight. Of course, this all comes back to the idea of like, oh, we just make a play here, make a play there. It could be different. Like Isaiah likely dropping the ball after the kick return on that third down that could have put the, put us in back at field goal range. You look back at a play like that and you're like, oh, this could have been a completely different result. But that's just the type of football games that we have put ourselves into. We've chosen to more or less play these these types of games where it just comes down to these types of plays. And um, I think a, a takeaway for me tonight, or at least a concern coming out of this game, other than, of course, losing the damn game to the Steelers and letting them have some life, is the run defense was so uncharacteristically undisciplined tonight. They were awful. They could not tackle like they typically mm-hmm. do. They were never at the line of scrimmage to meet the running back. Um, they've been doing that so well since they got Roquan Smith. Obviously, the the caveat is Kalias uh, Campbell has been out for a couple weeks, um, but that's a major red flag because part of the entire formula of trying to win games in this, say it a million times, rock fight style is that you have to defend the run. You have to play your part when it comes to to winning at the line of scrimmage. And they just they got bullied tonight in the same way that we bullied them in Pittsburgh. They just wanted it more than we did. I think at the end of the day, that was a difference tonight. We talk about the plays and this, that, and the other, but I just think the Steelers were a desperate team that were playing for their lives, and we weren't, and we just didn't have a killer instinct. So Najee Harris had a game that I, you know, I've seen him run hard and run hard into a lot of crowded fronts and get nothing from it. And I've loved to just bash him and call him a clown and say, Woo, 3.2 yards per carry guy. Like this is your guy that you're using first round draft picks on Steelers tonight. He pushed us around. He pushed us around the ring. And so did that offensive line. And that's why we lost tonight in my opinion. Yeah, he was, he was very good, but I was going to say, you know, I wanted to look at him and be like, well, you know, run defense different because, you know, Najee Harris is a real, is really talented and, that ran great, but like Jalen Warren had 12 carries for what 75, 76 yards. 70, it's not as if yards. it was not as if you know, it's not as if he's undrafted. <laughs> it's not as if you know, it w- it had to be the first round talent. But you're right, I agree, Bex. I mean, they, they never really imposed their will at any point of the game in the trenches on the defensive side of the ball, really on either side of the ball. I mean, I mean, yeah. a lot of a lot of um. J.K. Dobbins' work, you know, they had a couple ones where they, they created some big holes for him, but he was, you know, you know, doing a good job after contact. I, I yeah, I mean, it, it's he was it met was, in the backfield every time. It yeah, seemed. it was disappointing to watch that happen. Um, but you also wonder, like, you're playing, you're doing this, that you're doing that week after week after week. Eventually, does does that group just get worn down? Where eventually, like, if they come up with the one that's formative, wants a little bit more, you know, punches them in the mouth early. Can you just you keep with going out there? You know, mentally, that's got to be draining defensively for them to have to go and feel like, like they cannot allow a point every single time you go out there. I mean, that's not cannot be a fun way to, I mean, unless you're historically talented like a 2000 Ravens. It's a tough way. I mean, they haven't, before the touchdown at the end, they hadn't allowed a, a touchdown at home in 15 quarters or something like that. I think that was the stat NBC put up. I mean, it's an insane awesome. number, it's an insane stat. Another thing I thought there were some opportunities to run a fake punt or just mix something else in. And I think the seat has started to heat up just a tiny bit enough where hardball doesn't feel comfortable taking that type of risk. I could be wrong on that. Maybe we've got one in the chamber and we're saving it for a game when, you know, we've already got a playoff spot clinch, whatever. I don't know, but um, 
there was like a fourth and two or three around midfield in the fourth quarter there where I thought there was a chance they might try something. Um, didn't do that. I don't know. Obviously we, we've had a luxury of Sam cook being the, being a guy back there who can sling it. Um, but I don't know. I, that was, I mean, that's not something you'd come away disappointed by, but it was like, Oh, that, that would have been interesting to see, which even me thinking about, it, I was nervous as they, they were standing over the ball. Like, Ooh, if he runs a fake here and they fail, like this is going to be all time firestorm. So. Yeah, the Harbaugh like backlash would have been would have been bad, but yeah. no, I know exactly which one you're talking about, and I I thought the same thing. I'm like, this is where a vintage Harbaugh would have Sam Cook, you know, toss it to Chris Moore or someone like that, or you know, he'd find he'd find something. But um, going back to what you said, I I thought it looked like the Steelers just 100 wanted it more. Like I don't know if the Ravens kind of took it lightly or kind of you know, again they've got everything wrapped up. Yeah, they would have liked to again, knocked the Steelers out of the playoffs, but it just seemed like, like you said, Najee was running hard and he was, I mean, he was trying to truck people and they were, I mean, he was, I, I, I like, I, like I said, I've never seen him run like hard like that. Now I thought the same thing being like, Oh, okay. Like this kind of looks different right now. Um, and you know, I mean, there were some hard hits in the game. Hamilton had some of those hits and, and all that stuff, but it, it just, it seemed like the Steelers just, just wanted it more. And, and, and again, they, they kind of imposed their will and, I, again, I mean, we, we you go back to it. There, there's a if the game is called correctly, there's a decent chance the, the Ravens don't score a touchdown. Like, say what you want. I think that penalty was bullshit on Hayward. The pushing in where his hand hit contacted the ref, but he pushed the guy it, first. Like, yeah, but I don't know if they were going to flag that one I think guy. Ronnie's going to pull the guy down. Like, I, I, think it's, I think it's he more flagged for touching the official or hitting the official or whatever. If he did I that, he would have been ejected. I think it's that's I think true, it's almost less about the rightness or wrongness of that call and more about the second point of without that call, they really never put themselves in another position. I mean, they were down there a couple yeah. of times, but they never really that close to getting seven. Mm. Um, they were never in the red zone after that. That's, I mean, and that's been the, and that's been the case that, that's been the case this entire time. I mean, they just what keeps happening week to week. I think the other thing that we have to throw out there, and this you know pains me to do to you know praise somebody from the Steelers, but. I mean, Kenny Pickett just beat him at the end. Like that rollout and throw to fire move was a great throw. The throw to Steven Sims was a like stud, stud, mm-hmm. A plus. Like, let me just gunsling this down the middle between like three guys and just, just stick it right where the receiver can get it. And then the play mm-hmm. man to to on the touchdown was tremendous. Like awesome. I wasn't I haven't been overly impressed by him at any point, but he definitely has some stones. Like Last week, he he led the game-winning drive. This week, he leads the game-winning drive. I mean, I don't know if he has, like, high, high upside long-term. They, they're, I mean, he has more weapons than Tyler Huntley does. I mean, Deontay Johnson's a really nice player. Pickens has talent. Fryer a good tight end. But, and, and Harris, obviously, good in the backfield. But I, I was impressed. I mean, to just go in there as a rookie, I mean, that's a, that's a big-time drive by that kid. Like, the throw to Sims, I literally was, was standing watching. I was like, Oh, that like you made it like I made like an auto like what a throw, what yeah. a throw. So the first round, it's a first round him. talent throw. That's the exactly first round what talent it throw. Is. It's why yeah. you get picked. It's a franchise quarterback throw. Like mm-hmm. in that spot against a division rival with the with the season on the line. I mean, it's a big time throw. So and good he, for him. Like I thought the same. I was texting my buddies during the first half, being like, "Pickett stinks. Like this guy is not. I don't, I don't think 
he's it. I mean, yeah, yeah like I mean, the play were... where he like rolled over after tripping and like didn't get up, which was bizarre. <laughs> That's I yeah, saw so I whoever like, tweeted from man, the account. I was like, he thinks he thinks he's in college. Like he thought he yeah, was down. Yeah. It's like, no, dude, get up. But man, that but that, I mean, like even that last numbers, drive was impressive. They they weren't too impressive. Fifteen for twenty seven. I mean, you know, one sixty seven and a touchdown. Um, but yeah, I mean, the second half, I, I'd love to look at his numbers in the second half, especially the fourth quarter. It seemed like he really turned it up. And, and again, especially that last drive where it was just like everything was firing in there. And again, that that throw to um to Najee right over Roquan's shoulder. I mean, you know, and and again, I mean, for all the good games that he's had, Roquan, this is probably his worst game, but he, I mean, he's played lights out, you know, in seven or six or seven other games. But yeah, I, I give all the credit in the world to Kenny Pickett for for that last quarter, last half. I mean, he was he was awesome. And same same thing with Najee. I mean, he they turned it on in the second half, and they just again seemed like they wanted it more. There was a one point during the game where I think Tariko brought up they they talked briefly about the Lamar situation, and then they flashed to the Costa and Collinsworth said something like. What if they don't get him or like, what are they like, like what if they don't bring him back? How quickly can DaCosta flip it to another system to like project this forward? I mean, that's going to be the entire offseason discussion. Like, oh, God, I mean, that's what that's Man. they previewed the entire offseason for Ravens, Twitter, Ravens, fandom, Ravens, podcasting, Ravens, writing. It's just all going to be about this, like do the Ravens continue to push the chips in in the middle with I because I to be honest, I don't think they can franchise them. I don't think you can like temporarily continue to do this and not either invest your future into it or not invest your future. You've got to go all in or you've got to just you've got to trade them. So I'm interested to see what they do now because that is it. We are it's week 18. The Ravens will probably lose in the first round. Right so we're like two and a half weeks away and it's fascinating i thought it was interesting that they briefly touched on it during the game because i think like we are like that is like starting to come into the fore of, of it's gonna be a mainstream topic now yeah i mean it's gonna be like a first take topic in the offseason every single day so what will they do i mean lamar's over there on the sidelines in the sunglasses like, Maybe. like he's having a good old time him and he's Peter chilling over there he's like... tossing he's tossing the pinskin around you know and like what would the the weird it's so funny it's such like, different mentalities and and they're not showing lamar all the time so if i'm speaking out of school maybe he's freaking out watching him like when they flipped him he's just in the shades like chun and then marcus peters is like stopping up and down the sideline the whole game very interesting very interesting well and how about the one report where they were like oh yeah yeah huntley says lamar like usually stays away from him on the side helmet and stuff like that where again, it's like now th- yeah. you're going to get the more storylines to go. Oh, look, Lamar is out of time. Like Lamar is not tuned in when he's on the sideline, you know, at the games and stuff like that. So it's just what like, a team. Oh my God. what a team it's, it's, it's been a wild season. And again, I mean, they, who knows they could go on a, they could go on a run, but like we've talked about, like, it I don't think there like, is from a, like a division standpoint. I didn't even feel that bad. Cause I just don't know how the Ravens have enough offense to beat that Bengals team. Like even if that, the- well, that's the thing, I mean, I I don't I don't see how they can match up point for point with is Tyler Huntley or and again that's the thing if say Lamar comes back week eighteen he's gonna have I mean he's he's gonna have one week of practice one week of practice in the last what six five to get to get you know accustomed and and get his legs back under him that's not you don't just flip a switch and turn it on like even you know even for Lamar I mean 
there's going to be rust. There's going to be, and again, who's he throwing to? Like what, what wide receiver core is out there, you know, making the Bengals shake in their boots. I don't think, I don't think it's there. So it, it'll, it's, it's going to be interesting because again, I don't, the firepower is non-existent. It's just, it ain't there. Banks, any final thoughts? Um, Rose. I did just such a football game. I, we've watched not just this season, but like at some point Collinsworth said it's exactly right. 13 to nine is the exact score. It is every single time on Sunday night football in Baltimore late. And, um, We've seen just the same exact type of game happen so many times where the Steelers just pulled that one out. Even like <clears throat> the catch down the sideline by Deontay Johnson that got t- taken off the board, that just felt like such a play that was like, oh, of course, of course that play happens. Of course it does. Yeah. So I'm just dejected. My only thing that I have is the the that I think we'd be remiss not to mention it before closing out this podcast. The whole thing with Poe was tremendous. It was so good. Yes, it was so good. It was so, so good. well executed. Good job That's by the just Ravens. Such a waste at that point, though. It stinks that that just oh. in a lo- in a bad night. Yeah. By the way, Deshaun Jackson has spoken out on Instagram with this. All right, uh, he's, he's just <laughs> upset. Whatever. <laughs> okay. But... For the people at um, home, it is the what is it the the angry cut face like emoji? red cuss red face. face yeah angry yeah. cut yeah. face is what I was on his Instagram story. Yeah. I want to second that that post thing was wonderfully executed. It was an ode to like the old Kevin Nash fake injury from professional wrestling, which me and Marty got wrong on our text uh, in our group chat. We thought it was Stone Cold Steve Austin, and then I looked it up. It was Kevin Nash. Um, Really good. Good job by the Ravens. Credit to the staff. That that that's very funny. And the, it was like the, the pop from the fans was freaking sweet. It was very very cool. I so, would have gone. But it was back. If I was there. For I that. would have too. I would have lost my mind in the stadium. I mean, I <laughs> the shots of the crowd was very very good. Um, so that was really cool. It does suck because now that video is just kind of dead. Like, but it's funny. It was funny. Good job by them. I hope, the I hope it was a. I hope it was a rest. The Towson Applebee's, what a moment. What a <laughs> See, moment for the Towson I, I had it on mute, so I didn't know that it was like a partnership tie-in. I'm just like, so the, the only reason that it was doing? It was like the Applebee's quarter break is what they did between the first and the second quarter. And I saw that, and then I like walked back into the room, and it was just that I'm sitting there with my dad and my brother, and my dad just goes, is that the Towson Applebee's? And I was like, yes, which is like a stone's throw from Calvert Hall. What a moment. I, what a I tweeted moment. and people were like, that's on East Joppa. That's the East Joppa Applebee's. Kudoba's behind it. Freaking like, yeah, sick. I've been to that Kudoba so many times for half-price burrito Wednesdays. Is that, uh, where the, uh, is that where the Glory Days is? Yeah, Glory Days is there too. Yeah. yeah. All right. yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't know where that is. Yep. Tons of free advertising for everyone. 100%. Everyone gets free advertising tonight on a night like this. That was very funny, the Applebee's. I wonder if there's like a town that just doesn't have an Applebee's near. <laughs> like, I guess Towson, the Towson Applebee's is 25 minutes away from M&T Bank Stadium. It's not exactly Baltimore. Close. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not like an easy drive. But again, like I was just used to seeing like, oh, here's Jimmy Seafood. Here's, 
you know yeah of course oh, of course in harvard oh, they did all there's the shots you know they did the, they did the miracle on 34th street they did the the <laughs> yeah. monument they do i mean they did the inner harbor they do all the same shots and they're just the applebee's in the first applebee's in towson with thousand uh, they should do more towson landmarks do a towson no, landmark every time do the towson Mall, towson like the, the dundalk mcdonald's in there or something really get the feeling <laughs> <laughs> oh man tough tough also but i would also be remiss them opening the broadcast with the jerome bettis i know he's been in the rivalry and blah 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 but like you've got to find a raven you got to go get terrell suggs you got to go get you know, Ray, you got to go get whoever. That was you can't have Jerome Bettis. I it's thought like it was going to go thing. back and forth. I thought yeah, it was going to be like, Jerome and Suggs or. Yeah. You take pride in having a Sunday night football game at home because they like really, they do. Sunday night football does an amazing job, like in the production, like really focusing on like the home city with all the shots of the places. Like you don't get that on any other broadcast of the week. You really, you don't get as much of it in terms of how they shoot everything. And like for it, I said, it said narrated by Jerome Bettis. And I, I, I was audibly like, what? Horrible. Bad job by NBC, who I defend a lot. I've defended on this show before, but terrible. Anything else? Nope. I got nothing. I whatever. There it is. Perfect way to sum it up. Ravens Bengals next week at a time to be determined. Uh might be for the division, might not be. Time to be determined. Mother's grill. Federal Hill. Oh. All you can drink, $35 from kick till end of game. Come out and drink and bitch about Greg Roman. Argue with me all you want. Wow. Open invitation. Yep. Depend, no matter what time the game is. Yep. Wow. Okay. I'll well, put there you something go. more official out on the interwebs. But yeah. Wonderful. So yep. maybe we'll maybe I'll tr- I'll try to get out there too. Are you gonna come RDT? I don't know. The Titans game is Saturday night. My, my offseason will have already started. I don't know. We'll see. All right. Fantastic. Everyone come out and see see um, Banks. And I do want to also say I, I did not get sick from the mayo. I want to put that out here early on for, to the public before we you get did to what? the normal show this week. Also, apologies that we didn't do the mayo. I didn't get sick from the mayo. But you also didn't hold up your end of the bargain. What do you mean? You said for every 500 likes and there was a good 7K by the time the game ended. And I think there were only like six videos. No, but it wasn't. So it was, it was a, I was doing a consumption of mayo each time. So like the win, that was three mayos. Yeah. That was how I was doing You're it. You're still short. Yeah. But no, it was not a 7,000 by the end of the game. It's the over 6,500. And the game ended. It got over 7,000 after the game. I was tracking it. Hmm. Maybe I mean, we just do I'll come on, on, on the podcast this week. On this show. I, I have no measure. shame at this point. I, I might not do Dukes because I've had a lot of Dukes Mayo in the last week. I might do my guys at Hellman's. Although Dukes, the Dukes people are very nice to me. So, you know, maybe we get Dukes to sponsor the show. Dukes is good, by the way. I don't think I don't I've ever had, had it. Dukes Mayo before. It's Taylor, good. What we're learning here is Taylor can be bought. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. I'm trying to get money for the show. I'm trying to put money into your guys' pockets. 
trying to send RDT's daughter to college. I mean, we'll, we'll, you know, that's what we're trying to do out here, baby. Come on now. Yeah. There Ravens you go. minus three would have fucking helped. Oh, no. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Freaking Saw Ravens. Saw that coming a mile away. <laughs> Freaking Ravens. Uh, also, apologies that we did not do a normal show this week. Schedules did not allow. So we'll be back this week. Same place, same time. Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll figure it out amongst the crew. Um, fellas, thanks for jumping on as we head past midnight here. Ravens lose to the Steelers 16-13. That was the incident analysis. Exit 52 podcast. We will see you this week.